So Enzo has these like humping seizures. <laughs> For the record, guys, Erica just started telling me the story and I was like, wait, start recording. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he just starts humping, like air humping, like uncontrollably. And he gets this look on his face like, mama, help me. (laughs) He's so upset by it. And his like little peen comes out and uh, like he just, and usually he just ends up falling over and just like, imagine a dog just laying on the ground on his side, but like doing the air humping motion. (laughs) And it usually lasts for like 15 seconds, like of just him humping. And I uh, Googled it once because, you know, you know, um, but just for everyone listening, like our, our other dog has been getting seizures um, for like six months now. And so, but anyway, so I was like looking into him, like, is this like another form of that? Like, I don't know. Is this like a thing that's common with Shiba's? Anyway, so I ended up finding this old like Reddit post, <laughs> and this guy was like <laughs> describing the exact same thing that Enzo um, does. And he was like, you know, I've taken him to several vets, and so no vet can like figure out, like, no one has an answer for it. Like, it just seems like it's just a thing that happens. And he's like, and I've searched the internet, and I've, I've found, tons of other people who have who are describing the exact same thing and no one <laughs> seems to know and so i think enzo just has this mysterious, mysterious it's called dirty dog syndrome <laughs> he just looks so sh- ashamed <laughs> well yeah i mean if i couldn't control this is like that um would you rather episode where it was like, would you rather have an <laughs> orgasm in front of like every uh, time you see your family it's like well kind like I kind of want orgasms all the time but like also I don't need to be making eye contact with my mother yeah well and also like <laughs> at least at least as a girl like no one no there's a way to hide it oh yeah yeah <laughs> poor poor Enzo oh sorry buddy little horn dog I know you just little hump attacks I'm so sorry you're so just so horny you're uncontrollably horny <laughs> so funny anyway hey guys welcome back to like honestly welcome back (laughs) episode 32 32 baby boom um cool i don't i don't think that i have a great intro to top that so (laughs) you don't have something better than dog peens and uncontrollable air humping I mean, Khalifa does some weird shit to PK every once in a while, but it's not uncontrollable. Like, he just humps. He humps, but like... Is that better or worse that it's controlled? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He... But, okay, he humps, but he's like such a novice. He, like... <laughs> PK will just like... wait. <laughs> he, like, back that ass up onto Khalifa, but, like, Khalifa's just got, like his nose in PK's like general direction and then he gets like this derp face and he just starts like (laughs) and then he hates when you say are you gonna tap that ass so then he gets pissed and he starts growling and then he'll just start like kind of like lazy humping the couch But it's just like he's just moving his general body like up and down. It's not like a pelvic thrust. (laughs) That sounds like an old man hump. Oh, it's. I mean, he is old. He's going to be eight next week. 
Um, oh, baby. I know. And that's like really old for a big dog. But um, he so then PK will just like stand there and like Khalifa's not like pinning him down or anything. PK just stands there and makes this like awful. He's like, <laughs> and then he'll just snap at him and like bite him. But it's like, you could just solve the problem by just fucking moving. Like move out reali- of the way. I didn't realize that PK was a goat. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like literally what he sounds like. I'll send you a video of it. It's, um, it's wild. It's like the PK makes the weirdest weirdest most entertaining and disgusting sounds of every any dog that I've ever met this morning I took PK to Starbucks and the girl I guess I did have an intro story <laughs> I still don't think that it tops um like compulsive hunt, humping but <laughs> um this morning I took PK to Starbucks and he gets like his little puppuccino and he knows like in a drive-thru he gets like super pumped because, you know, he's going to get hooked up. But the woman was like, oh, he's so cute. What's his name? Like, first of all, he's not cute. <laughs> By the way, you, for you guys um, listening, he looks like the rat in Ninja Turtles, the Teenage Ninja Turtle uh, uh, cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. PK, PK has like that quirky charm where like he's so gross you like kind of feel a little bad for him you love him because of it but like super lovable he's so lovable and he like he is cute like in the way that he acts and like sometimes he like if he's like fresh out of a bath and he's like super clean he's cute but he like other than that he's a total scumbag like (laughs) he's just gross he like buries himself in dirt his beard he's got a beard and it's always like drooly and just he's just gross um we love him so I took him to Starbucks and the girl was like, oh my God, he's so cute. What's his name? And I said, PK. And she shouts to like the rest of the people. She's like, come look at this dog's beard. And the the other Starbucks bartender or barista was like, is it PK? <laughs> what? And I was like, wait, I've only taken him here like twice in the last like three months. And did you tell them his name? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they ask. They never ask for my dog's names. Yeah. Well, people in Alaska, though, like baristas in particular, are just like really talkative here. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so she remembered him. I was like, this might, like, I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny that he was like recognized for his beard. I mean, it, he is notable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say shit. that. Yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about letting go of control or mm. like we were trying to come up with a better word for delegation and we couldn't really find one, but delegating tasks. Yeah, we don't have like a succinct way of describing this this topic yet, but bear with us. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll just happen. And I think that, I mean, this one will probably be like a relatively quick episode because it's kind of like what we've talked about in the past with like a lot of different things. But, you know, we just we just got to make it its own thing. Yeah, we're going to do it. We don't care what you think. (laughs) We don't give a shit. But we really do (laughs) like us. I don't know. 
how we're going to start this off. I just think that like start with how this came to be. Okay. So I was scrolling on Instagram one day and like, um, just like looking through my suggested, suggested for you, whatever. And I found, I came across this girl in Alaska who makes really, really cute, like custom invitations with like a wax seal and they're like beautiful. Right. And I started thinking about, um, when I was planning my wedding and how much stuff like that I would come across, but I would be like, Oh, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. So, and I kind of feel the same way about um, the things that I've seen with like my macrame business. So, like clay earrings are like a new thing that's mm-hmm. not like new, but like they're kind of trendy and stuff. And I see so many people posting like their clay earrings. And I'm like, you know, like that, not that it's not artistic and not that it's easy. Like, I feel like this with macrame, like people are like, oh, that's easy. You're tying knots. Okay. But like, it's the material, it's the time, it's all this stuff. But like, when do you let go of like, Ooh, I could do that. And you just like buy something from somebody or you just like hire it out mm-hmm. instead of, instead of just being like, I could make that, I could do that. And I think that this is particularly hard for me because I am like creative and, I do enjoy like artsy things and I do enjoy like all different things. So I, but then I end up feeling like I'm in over my head, like with my wedding planning, it was like, okay, I did all the decor. I did all the appetizers. I did all the rehearsal dinner. I did all the centerpieces. Like I did all the barn decorating, like everything I did, which was cool at the end of it because I got to say, Hey, I did that. But like, I was a zombie the week before my wedding. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say your wedding was truly a DIY wedding. Like every, every piece of it from like the detail on the chairs that were like people sat in at the ceremony to like the, you know, big decorative, um, like wall hangings above the, I don't know, bright Mm -hmm. room table, whatever that's called to, you know, the decorations on the tables to like all the little details were all, if not made by you were like ordered by you, (laughs) executed by you, designed by you. Like you had so much involvement in every single piece and, um, yeah, I think that may have influenced me when, uh, <laughs> when I, I, it was time for my wedding, I was like, yeah, I'm hiring a planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we're going to need a bigger budget. Cause I'm not making shit. <laughs> so, so I still like, I still stand by like do things yourself to some extent, but there were certain things where like I was trying to stick to a budget and I was trying to save like 200 bucks here or there. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like, when is my time? Like looking back on it, like when is my time just worth more than that? Especially. So going back to your earlier example of the, of the clay earrings and you're like, okay, well I can make those and myself. And then, um, you know, add my macrame, uh, pieces to it and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I own the whole thing. But at the same, like what I told you when we were first, first talking about that, um, it's like at some point, exactly what you said, 
your time, you have to evaluate your own time. Mm -hmm. So if you save a dollar or $2 per earring that you made instead of buying, like, is it really, is your time worth that? Is your, like the five hours that you spent making this batch of earrings, is that worth $10 to you? Or $20 to you? Like, no, not really. Like, and that's also not what you're passionate about. So that's like for for like a starting point, at least like some of the things that I think about is like, okay, is this a passion for me? Is this something that I want to be better at Um, or that I was already like curious and learning about or like an area that I could be an expert in? No. Okay. Let's just make this easy on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Especially since like if you have... And of course, this, this of course changes depending on like the resources that you have. So for, for one example, if you didn't know someone or couldn't find someone, like you had a completely original idea to make these clay earrings and you couldn't find someone who was already making them the way that you would want to make them, mm-hmm. then you would make them yourself and that would be completely valuable. On the other hand, like for your wedding, like, you know, if you or whoever – whoever is like having a wedding like you don't want to have a big wedding or a big you don't want to spend the amount of money that it would take to like hire people to do every single piece of putting a wedding together then like then yeah it's like completely worth it but at at the same time like I'm sure even looking back on your wedding there were certain things that you could have pinpointed and been like yeah I could have just hired someone for this well or I could have delegated like to everyone who was like let me know if you need help like let me know if you need anything I'm like no it's okay I got this (laughs) like I could have been like hey I have 50 wine bottles that need to be spray painted gold like anybody interested in that I I did it (laughs) (laughs) that was my that was my job I spray painted (laughs) bottles but you know what I mean like things like that that I um like ahead of time should have like planned out better instead of like waiting until you're there like three days before the wedding and like not spending time with my best friend because she's painting (laughs) (laughs) she's spray painting bottles like I don't know just things like so what are your so looking back then like what are your um what were your fears of so seemingly like spray painting bottles doesn't seem like a big task is that why you didn't delegate because you were like this isn't a big deal like I can I can do this real quick or was it like I don't I don't know if people will do this to my standard Mm. I think all of the above and add in I don't want to be a burden to somebody uh mm, mm -hmm. deeply psychologically rooted Mm -hmm. (laughs) like most of my issues (laughs) most of everyone's issues I'm with you though so yeah, so and that's hard for me, and I I do think particularly with, with crafty things, I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I think I mean that's something that like my dad probably attributed to daddy issues. Ding ding. <laughs> we need to have like a a sound for every time we talk about <laughs> our daddy our, issues or the the issues that we have because of our parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or. <laughs> something else that's I'm gonna get so off track here but Erica and I were just talking about like we should have named our podcast but well I have mixed feelings about that 
<laughs> so we need to have like a sound for all of those things, like a daddy issue or parent sound. And then like, I have mixed feelings about that sound. <laughs> okay. Right, Any one we'll of our listeners want to get on that for us? Like I'm <laughs> delegating that task to somebody else. Make us some cool sounds. So, okay. Things like that. So I would be fine to delegate like <laughs> that making us a sound or like doing something like that because I am not good at that. Like I know nothing about that. I'm fine delegating that. The second I feel like I know something or I know something more than somebody, which is going to make me sound like a total dick, but like with artsy stuff. So I feel like I'm pretty creative and I'm pretty artsy. So like, could you make something for my wedding, like, yeah, but do I feel like I might do it better? I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. Like, could I buy no, that? No, you could, you could totally use me as an example. Like, I, <laughs> I could would, totally use you. <laughs> like, had you – like, spraying the bottles was, like, a perfect task for me. So I'm like, yeah, like, I could do this. It's pretty I, foolproof. Like, it doesn't require, like, artistic – Right. But if you had asked me to hang the curtain – the fabric like shears yeah yeah like above you know on the whatever like above the table like I would have been like um uh someone help (laughs) like I don't even know where to start with this but that kind of reaction for me is like I appreciate the honesty behind it but that is anxiety provoking for me because now I just felt like I burdened you or like or now it's like not effective like you were trying to um delegate a task so that you could spend your time doing something else that needed to have your your only your attention and now that that plan has failed because now you also have to oversee what I was doing, which doesn't actually free you up at all. Or I get like this weird like defense mode thing going on like Okay, I just asked you for help and now you're not providing it, so never mind. Like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> you know, like I I'm communicating with you that that I needed help with that and you can't provide it, so now I'm just going to do it myself and be a bitch about it. And and then everyone else is like, "Okay, bye. Have fun." <laughs> right, right. And I think so like this goes way beyond just like wedding planning. This goes like in general, like accepting help is hard for a lot of people. Like, I don't think that I'm alone in this. No. And even beyond accepting help, it's, um, think about tasks. So I'll use work for an example. Like if some, if you are waiting on someone else, like someone else has to go for my job, for instance, let's say I am doing a project and I, need my intern to go uh pull a bunch of research for me Mm -hmm. and you know I tell them like okay this is what I'm thinking this is what I need to solve for these are this is where you should go look to find it this is where this is where I want it how I want it to the information to exist when you deliver it to me and then if they don't do that, then it's like, okay, I feel like I gave you everything you needed to succeed and everything that 
And I'm telling you, this is what I need for me to succeed in my job. And I'm waiting on you to do your job. And if you do it incorrectly, then that messes with me. Now I have to fix it and then do my job. Well, and and not only that, but you took the time to explain to them too. So at what point does that just make – like, never mind. I'll just do it myself. Right. Because now I won't have to take the time explaining it to you and there's no risk of you fucking it up. Right. And I mean, like in my specific scenario, that's unfair. I used an intern as an example, but like in that, in that specific scenario, that's not entirely an intern's fault. Like they're learning. That's literally right. what there is to learn. But, you know, just as like a workflow, like if you're waiting on something like I needed, I, I can't do my job until someone else does this other thing. And if they don't do it correctly, I can't rely on them to do it correctly. That gives me so much anxiety. And that's where I get the same reaction that you. I'm like, never mind, never mind. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. But then that like lets so many people off the hook. And then this is this relates back to our episode on like saying no at work or like taking time for your mental health with work. But like it's fucking hard to do that when you set these high expectations for yourself and other people and people don't meet that, but you still want to meet it. Yep. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do we deal with that? I don't, I don't think that I have a good answer to it. I just, I like that it's something that I am consciously working on is like accepting help or asking for help, which is really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have been consciously working on that and it's just, I I think that's why acts of service is your top, uh, love language because that means that someone is seeing a need and doing it without you having to ask. I hate having to ask. And I, that's something that I didn't realize about myself until like fairly recently. Like I've always I've always had the characteristics of that, but it's something that I like never recognized out loud. What do you mean by that? You've had the characteristics of that. Like just that I've always enjoyed acts of service. I've always oh. like taken over. Like- but also, like your dad is like that. Like, um, f- for ex- for example, um, sticking with your wedding. When I was home for for <laughs> your wedding, um, I had to. So whenever I go back to New York, I don't drive. I don't rent a car. I don't like. I don't need to because really. usually I'm driving you. <laughs> yeah, Mariah or my dad. So like someone, someone, <laughs> and here we go again. Like I feel like I'm some independent woman, but then I'm like. Someone come get me. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they don't have Uber in Syracuse. Okay, guys. Yes, we do. (laughs) Now we do. Not when I was, yeah, not when I was trying to come back. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I came for like a full week so that I could like see my dad, I could see my family. Um, I could like help Mariah with like some of the wedding stuff and things like that. And then Rob came uh, for the weekend of Mariah's wedding. Mm-hmm. And so he, he flew in and I had to go to go get him. Cause he came in like late at night. And like, before I even like Mariah's dad had no idea about any of that. I don't think. And like, bef- before it was ever like brought up to him, um, or anything, he was just like, here, here's the keys to like the other car. Like, don't worry. Like just 
just take it, use it. I don't, Oh, you don't need it. Just take it just in case you never know. Like just, just have it, but <laughs> have it there just in case. And I, like, I ended up needing it to go pick up Rob from the airport, but it's just like, your dad is like that where he will like go bend above over beyond, backwards. Yeah. But without you ever having to even think about asking for help, he's just already doing it. It's so psychologically rooted in both of us, like my dad and I, and like the, the desire for people to like us. It's so fucked. <laughs> it works though. Like your it dad works. Is lovely. Oh my gosh. My dad is like the greatest human. Like he is so great, but he also gets taken advantage of a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do to an extent, like, I don't, I mean, I think that I'm getting better about recognizing it and like ridding that, but. But it goes back to like, okay, well, if you, um, stand your ground about something, then there is a a likelihood that someone is, I'm trying to think of an example to attach this to, but that like someone, there's a, I think there's a fear at least at the very minimum that someone will be like, no, that's stupid. Like, no, you're being stupid for even being worried about that or for thinking that or whatever. And then that taps into like another fear. Yeah. Rejection. Yeah. This goes back to our episode about work where I stood my ground like two times in one week and I got shit on both times for it. And it's like, that's annoying. Like people tell me to do that more and then I do it and then it fucks me over. And like, that's frustrating. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I don't do it. Hello. Mm -hmm. Hello. So, yeah. So I think that it's important to – so I don't know. That's why I don't have – a better word other than delegate and delegate tasks that you are okay with not controlling, but also like learning when to just give up control. Let's look at this. I'm actually now thinking about from the other side of this scenario. So let's say you are, um, I think work is the easiest one to compare it to, mm-hmm. but, or I guess like a relationship, like if you can't ever trust the other person, um, that you're working with to do things right. And you're just like, oh, well, you know, obviously like you're fucking things up for me. So I'm just going to do it because I know I won't fuck it up. Like what, how do you think that is what happens on the other end of that? I mean, that person becomes used to you doing stuff for them and they, their responsibility lessens and they don't have any sense of responsibility. Or, but like, okay, imagine you're on the other side of that. You have a lot of sense of responsibility, but how do you, how do you handle someone being like, no, you don't do this the way that I want it done? Ooh, I wouldn't, Uh, I wouldn't be good at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, these are all like really ugly qualities of Mariah Black. (laughs) Oh, that's not, that's not my intention. My intention is not to be like, here, let's, let's look at your your shitty behavior. No, it's just a curious thing. I think about it. I think it depends. So to answer my own question, I think it depends because I think about um, when I was growing up, like, my of an argument that my mom and I used to have all the time, which is funny because I I now am my mom in this scenario. You're so no, you're like your mom in all the scenarios. Yeah, I'm I am just like my mom. Um, but but we used to argue about how to load the dishwasher all the oh my time. God, because she wanted things to be in a certain place, and I was just like, being the difficult. I mean. 
man, I, you I were had difficult. Of, I with, was difficult. And I thought my parents were difficult. I was difficult. I was so difficult. You were difficult in like passive aggressive ways. Like, I don't agree with this and I think it's stupid. So I'm going to go out of my way to like do it wrong. Be just yeah, to prove to, the point that I think it's put, dumb. I'm going to put the plate in the wrong spot because I told you it doesn't, I don't think it matters. And you can't <laughs> give me, you can't give me a good reason about why it does matter. So I'm just going to keep doing this. And then I would get grounded all the time for it, but that's, or, or like cleaning, <laughs> like my mom would, you know, try to give me like chore. Part of the reason why I had a job at 14 was because my mom would be like, okay, like tried the allowance thing. Like, okay, you do these chores, like vacuum, clean your room, clean your bathroom, like do the bare fucking minimum. <laughs> and, and I just wouldn't, well, I would, but I wouldn't do it to her standard. Mm. And that, that in turn, like in, infuriated me because I'm like, well, you're not showing me how to do it the right way. You're just telling me I'm not doing it right. So I'm just not going to, or I'm just, you know, whatever. Like, and I didn't want to do it to begin with. So you do it if you're, if it's so important to you. So that's how I started feeling like, well, if you're not going to show me how, and you're not, you're just going to get mad at me for it, then you do it. Like this is, I'm only doing this because you needed it. So you do it then. That adds a huge layer to it though. Like if somebody isn't going to show you how to do something, like, I I don't know, like you can't delegate something to somebody and then expect it done to be done to your standards without first either knowing that they're capable of assuming what your standards are or showing you detail Mm -hmm. but then but then that makes the expectation even higher for the person who was delegated the task is like okay I have all the things in front of me now I can't fuck it up you know the other piece of this is again I relate it back to work but I think about like okay someone asked me to do something that I don't know how to do and I have again so much anxiety about people thinking I'm like stupid or I don't know how to do something or like that I'm doing it wrong um because heaven forbid, like the world may crumble if something's not correct. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, but I, you know, because so I put, I put so much like stress and worry on myself because of that, that like I end up doing a pretty decent job, even though but like I maybe didn't do it exactly right. Like it's like pretty good, especially for somebody who like doesn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being like the standard. And I'm like, oh, so now I just have to be like chronically stressed because um, otherwise I may be exposed and then people will be like, oh, well, I guess she's not as good as we thought. And then it's like, oh man, we just keep leveling up with the stress here. <laughs> no, that's that's huge. I do think that, it, man, there's so many psychological pieces to this that are so <laughs> fucked. Like I can't even wrap my head around it to make a clear, concise statement about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're yeah, we're welcome. All, we're all fucked. How about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so the, like – Did we not know that already? <laughs> yeah, right? Man, man, yeah. This is hard. Like control is a whole issue of itself, right? Like that's a whole psychological issue. And then the setting your expectation and not being forgiving is another psychological issue. And then not being able to communicate your wants and needs when you are delegating, like that's another issue. So like- And all of those things, it's like when you put, I think probably when we put those things on ourselves, 
then we buy extension. So the reason why we get frustrated when we ask other people to help and then they don't do it or they don't do it well is because it's like we don't feel like we have that option for ourselves, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like – all right, guys, we will just charge you $95 <laughs> for this episode. You can pay the lady in the front upon exiting. <laughs> this is some deep, deep uh, therapy shit. So, again, I think a lot of times, a lot of the things that we talk about, like there aren't like immediate action items for these things. But I think the first step is acknowledging and being able to like talk through out loud, like, okay, like these are things that I, the issues that I have. And like for you, you know, in that episode where you were talking about like standing up for yourself at work, it's like, that's improvement, whether or not the outcome was what you wanted it to be. Um, you know, I think changes like that come with their, their, come over time and they're like habits like mm-hmm. you, have to pra- you have to practice that mm-hmm. um and so those are at least it's at least a good step even though it felt icky yeah no I agree I mean I think just talking and being vul- this is what we talk about all the time but just being vulnerable in general is a good a good practice and a good uh way to I don't know I think there's a level of like the more you communicate how things make you feel and the more you admit your wrongs or like the things that like how I just said those, wow, these are some really gross Mariah Black qualities. Like the more (laughs) you admit those things, then the more when you actually stand up and say like, cause like if you're just constantly like preaching, like you're always right and like you're perfect, blah, 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 blah. Then like, people you're not as like believable yeah like you're more believable when you're vulnerable so like for you for instance like when you're at work you have like not that we should be saving these things up in a piggy bank but like you have all these instances where like you have stepped it up so like at some point if you need somebody to do something for you you can be like hey not for nothing but like these are all the times that like I did something and like the fact that I'm asking for this to be done now means that it's actually important to me. Yeah. Like I don't ask for things. So when I do, please respect it. Yeah. Or like if you don't agree with it, let's at least have like a conversation about it because the, just the simple fact that it's being brought up is important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But again, like that kind of stuff relies on everyone being like emotionally vulnerable (laughs) immature and which is often not the case ew emotions you know how I feel about that (laughs) Erica is getting so much better about that I'm super proud of you I am trying well and especially (laughs) about things like and also there's certain levels like there's a lot of levels to the types of scenarios that we're talking about so like for instance like the dishwasher thing um I'm just like my mom in that I'm like no, the coffee mugs have to go on the left side of the top rack and the <laughs> water cups go on the right side. And when, and like when I see that like Rob did a nice thing and he like, it, you know, put all the dishes that were in the sink in the dishwasher and he like did it wrong or, you know, he didn't, not that it was wrong. He didn't do it the way that I always do it. It like makes my eye twitch a little bit, but I'm like, but you know what? This is not a battle that I'm going to pick because even though I like it to be this way, it doesn't matter. And like, those are like the tough pills that have to be swallowed sometimes where it's like, 
just because I like something a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way. It's just the preferred way. And what is the, like, let's realistically run, run the scenario tapes back. What's going to happen if we run this dishwasher right now and the cups aren't in the right spot? Not a damn thing. Nothing Mm -hmm. happens. So there's certain things like that where it's like things are going to bother you, but sometimes you just have to pick your battles. Yeah. Pick your battles. And as like the giving end of that, I think that it's important to like, okay, even if I don't understand this and it doesn't make sense to me and it's dumb, but this person is communicating over and over again that it's important to them. Yep. Then at least try. It goes back to it. it goes back to love languages. Like mm-hmm. just because someone else's love language isn't yours, like acknowledging it, trying to figure out how you can incorporate it because it's important to them. That's a good step. Yes, I agree. Is there any other final thoughts that you want to add to this? I don't really have a lot on this. I this is something that I'm actively working on, so I will update you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is something I think that's the the call to action here is just for us all to be because I think this is something probably that a lot. I know a lot of people that probably struggle with this. This is probably way more common than we think. Yeah, I I can see this being pretty common and I can see um, there's just like an ego thing around it. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, so whether it's your ego that you can't let go of control or you the other person that is like constantly offering assistance, but then you never follow through with it because you're feeding into us that have these like issues. You're feeding into our anxiety because you're the person who like when we ask you to do something, you're like you're offering, but then when we ask you to actually follow through with it, you don't. So like you're making empty promises, which then feeds into our anxiety. Mm-hmm. You're the problem. You're the problem. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I think that it's act. It's an active problem. Oh, of course, of course, yes. So who are you? <laughs> we have in here what kind of freak are you are you a control freak or oh i forgot about that <laughs> are, do you just be freaky what kind of freak are you fam let us know on instagram <laughs> at like honestly pod or you can leave us a review on itunes or like leave us a comment or you know what you can do you can tell a friend do all the things please and thank you and Have a good week. All right. Bye, guys.